How much does it cost to stay home from work with a sick kid or someone else you're taking care of? And can you afford to? And is childcare or dependent care in the budget? New data does not paint a pretty picture. We'll fill you in on it and the results from our latest Money Friends poll and quiz on the issue. Plus, we have the debt-free guys, John Schneider and David Otten, making their debut as season two guest co-host thought leaders and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I'm certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. Hi, I'm John. And I'm David. And we're the Debt Free Guys and co-hosts of the Crib Money podcast. And today we're coming at you live from Topahawken Manor in Myerstown, Pennsylvania. Woohoo! This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders like John and David from across the financial landscape. We break them down into what matters for you, our friends, and then we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. And now we do it for you six days a week and with our new season two cast. We're so excited. This episode of the Money with Friends podcast is sponsored by Tiller, your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated each day. Go to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash Tiller for a free trial and to support the show. And speaking of supporting the show, thank you both. Debt-free guys, John Schneider, David Otten, for being here. And you're going to be with us for the next four months, every four weeks. We're so thrilled to have you as part of our Money with Friends family. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Us. We're excited to be here. Yeah. And for our friends that don't know all about you, share with us your business, what you're all about. And you guys, I mean, you started out on a, on a debt-free journey. Absolutely. We did. Um, about a year and a half after being together, we found ourselves in $51,000 worth of credit card debt. So we climbed out of that debt and figured out uh, a way that we could use our personal experience as well as our professional experience in financial services to help uh, other people. So we help queer people and allies live fabulously and not fabulously broke, um, mostly by paying off credit card debt, helping them become full or part-time entrepreneurs, um, as well as saving and investing for retirement. And so we're... And you host the Queer Money Podcast. We host the Queer Money Podcast, the only show solely dedicated to LGBTQ finance. Love that. And you also, by the way, are pretty prominent um, in the financial thought leader world. You've been seen on CNBC, Market Watch, Yahoo Finance, just a few. And you also have a number of brands that you've partnered with, including Capital One, Mass Mutual, Prudential, and more. So you're really making your mark in the world. And we're so thrilled to have you as part of our family here at Money with Friends. So thanks for being with us. Well, thanks for having us. We're yes, excited to be here. It's a privilege. And let's see which one of our money friends is kicking off the headline. This is Lacey from the Military Money Show. Money Headlines explains six days a week. That can only mean you are tuned in to Money with Friends. All right, John, you are lead on this story, which you guys picked out. Go for it. We did pick this out. So this is seven in 10 parents admit to sending sick kids to school, but, have, but they have three good reasons why. This is an article written by uh, MarketWatch, Nicole Lynn Pesci. So work and school pressure are to blame, and mom and dads tell Market Watch. Once back to school, cold and sc flu season rolls around. Parents like Alexandra Fung brace for wintry bugs that make themselves at home until spring. Unfortunately, our kids seem to be sick with some kind of bug most or all of the winter season. 
says Fung 38, who says three kids, who has three kids, two, 10, 12, as well as a fourth on the way in Chicago. So she and many families are faced with the persistent dilemma of whether that runny nose, cough, or bellyache means that their kids is too sick to send to class. In fact, seven in 10 parents confess to sometimes sending their child to school, even when they know that they are ill, according to a recent poll by British health and hygiene company, Essity. Worse, more than a third of 2,000 surveyed moms and dads with kids ages 3 to 16 believe that a bug has spread around school as a result of their kid showing up sick. Yikes. That's a lot. It is a lot. One in five surveyed parents revealed that they had sent their child to school with an ear infection, 22%, or with a viral infection, 19%. 17% confessed their kids came to school with diarrhea or vomiting. And 14% said they sent their kid in with the chicken pox before the spots fully scabbed over and stopped being contagious. Worse, almost one in four admitted they schooled their young scholar to lie about their health to stay in school. Yikes. Most parents in the SD survey blamed work pressure for not keeping their children home for not keeping their children home. Almost one in three said they couldn't afford to miss any more time on the job. That's a key thing. And more than one in five worried about what their coworkers would think of them if they stayed home to care for their children. This peer pressure going on here. Parents just don't have the workplace flexibility. Only 15% of American private sector workers get paid leave, according to the U.S. Department of labor. And those lucky enough to have paid sick days only have 11 on average if they're full-time and seven if they have part-time. One bad cold can last seven to 10 days. In other words, basically, if you're home with a kid and you really stay home for that bad cold the entire time, your entire year of paid sick, of paid leave is out. And so it's normal, by the way, for kids to catch six to 10 colds a year. Do the math. It doesn't work, right? Even right, shorter yeah. stomach bugs and cases of pink eye that run for a few days apiece add up fast, and that gets into school attendance requirements. So that's another thing. Um, do one of you want to pick up where we have childcare costs there? Many parents can't afford to miss work, also can't afford to pay someone to take care of the kids when they're sick. Childcare costs have shot up almost $10,000 a year for just one child's daycare. And babysitting com- commands upwards of $16 an hour. That may be a job for us to consider getting. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Department of Health and Human Services says that families shouldn't spend more than 7% of their income on childcare. There's not a single state in America where parents can stick to that kind of a budget. Wow. All right. One last little bit. Let me read here. Many parents aren't so fortunate as to have, they were talking about flexibility at work, the little part that we skipped over. Uh, One single mom, for example, from South Carolina told MarketWatch that she had seen her income shrink from $15 an hour to $9 an hour due to daycare costs. Almost 2 million parents with kids ages five or younger had to quit their job, refuse a job offer or switch jobs because of childcare issues. So you guys pick the story. um, So I'll let you have that at first. Yeah, it just really surprised us that so many parents felt the need to send their children to school sick. And it kind of, um, you know, we don't have children ourselves, uh, but it made us have a lot of empathy for these parents that have to, to weigh the balance of, well, how do I manage my job, which I need to help take care of my family and, and to, to manage the things that we have, but also to take care of my kids. And my kids are sick and they need my help. Um, so that it's got to be a, a, a difficult balance. Um, and it just seems like there aren't enough uh, services or to support families that have this challenge, as well as enough discussion about that. So I'm, we're glad that this study came out, and that's why we want to discuss it. 
And I think it's interesting that they were talking about at work, they didn't feel they could tell their coworkers or their boss that that was a reason they were going to take off. Almost like a inverse of all this rah-rah work-life balance, the reality of it in practice was not that pretty. Exactly. I think that there's uh, it's an interesting set of pressures probably for these parents. One, there may be the pressure of does my boss think that I'm lying about this just so that I can stay home and not have to work today because maybe they've seen evidence of that with other individuals doing it? Uh, or maybe you do have a child that is, uh, is, tends to be a little bit more sickly and you worry that you're not contributing enough to your team or to, uh, to feel like you're actually participating with what you need to do at work. So you have all those pressures. And then I think that there's the financial uh, pressures as well, right? For some people, as the article pointed out, they may not get paid if they stay home with their sick kid. So they have to send their kid to school sick. Yeah, we we record this live on Facebook Live with an audience here. So I just want to get some of our money friends in our audience into the show. We have Dylan here. Um, Dylan says, the ability to work from home when necessary was one of the big benefits I sought when I was looking for a new job. So hard to struggle between necessary income and sickness for many families. I think he echoes a lot. We also did a survey on our Instagram stories at Money Friends Pod. We love when you guys participate in that. Um, So let me read the question, and and you guys, John and David, can tell me what you think the survey results were. Um, Truth, no judging, have you sent your kids to school sick because of work? And one answer was parenting reality. The other answer was not so far. Where do you think our audience of many friends came down? I would say parenting reality. Yeah, I would say majority were parenting reality. You want to guess the percentages? Ooh, I would say 90%. (laughs) Based on this, I would say probably 90% of, if they're telling the truth, 90%. Yeah, because I think to myself, it's not, we're not just talking about like the major cases of the flu, right? We're talking about little cases of the sniffles and, um, you know, a slight cough uh, when it probably would be best to not send your kid to school. But at the end of the day, is is there really that much harm, I guess? And so I, I would say probably closer to 90%. So the results in the survey was out there for about, I want to say 15 hours. So a good amount of time um, was 62% said parenting reality and 38% said not so far. What do you think about that? That's kind of in line with the study, right? The study said seven in 10, so 70%. It's It's amazing. It's it's relatively close. I know uh, when uh, my ex and I were together and we have uh, a son together uh, and he was a child Uh, we were raising him with the village of people. And so we were fortunate enough to have opportunities where uh, I would step in when uh, my partner was traveling for work or uh, the um, birth mother would step in. uh, And uh, so we had a a village. But one of the cool things, the employer that I had uh, at the time provided benefits. So I would say if you're listening to this and you're in one of, in this situation, you may want to check this out. Um, my pr- previous employer provided a benefit that uh, they actually had insurance for parents if their child was sick and they couldn't stay home with that child, they would cover the cost of the additional daycare. So there was a set aside, uh, there was a set amount of money set aside. And I think for you know, it wasn't significant. I think it was like 25 hours or something like that. So, but did take, did take uh, a care of at least a few of those days when you weren't able to stay home or we weren't able to stay home with our kid. 
Wow. All right. We also did a quiz um, where we asked everybody, according to the U.S. Department of Labor, what percent of American private sector workers get paid leave? You guys have the results there. Do you want to share the results? Uh, yeah. Can you pull them up? Yeah. So that was fifteen uh, percent, uh, which I think is is it is such an incredibly low number. I know. I know. Well, what's amazing to me, and we can go through um, maybe in reverse order of what was the least common answer moving up to the winning answer um, of what our audience of money friends said. But what was shocking is that um, I put something in as a decoy and, and, you know, I wish it was the right answer. Um, it did come in last though. Yeah. So th- that was o- only three people of the, what let's see here uh, of 29 people who responded said that it was 100%. It's the law. <laughs> now I don't know if that was your decoy. That was not. the decoy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I, I, that that means that that very few people understand or realize that they actually have those benefits if they do have them. Yeah. Um, up from, the, oh, up from that, up from that, we had eleven percent. Six people said eleven percent. Another six people said fifty percent, and then fourteen people said fifteen percent. Yeah, actually, we're up to fifteen. I gave you a screen grab from an hour ago, but yeah. So we had we had a few more oh, votes wow. on each of those, but yeah. Um, I'm very happy that by far. Um, our audience did guess correctly that it is 15% as we learned in the piece. Thoughts on that guys? Yeah. Thoughts on that? Well, it, you know, it, I guess it, uh, it, I wonder if this is a, a an economic, uh, hangover from the recession that employers felt like it was okay to claw back some of the benefits that they provided their employees. Uh, and, uh, and employees felt like they needed to give more because they needed to keep their jobs, but that we haven't actually recovered from that, uh, that employers are started have started to give those benefits back. I know back when I first started working, uh, and this is a number of years ago, this is back in the mid nineties. Um, when I got my first job, and I was an entry-level employee, uh, I had two weeks of paid vacation and a full week of sick time. And eventually, the laws changed. And now most employers just give individuals two weeks of PTO. And you get to decide how you end up using that. And I think that's interesting that, uh, that uh, it not only did the nature of how our benefits are paid out, but the amount has shrunk as well. So here you have parents who are giving up their vacation time, the time in which they would rebuild themselves to actually have to take care of a sick child. That means that they're maybe not taking the time to take care of themselves. Exactly. Oh, go ahead. And I I think too that um, back in the day, your sick time would accrue from year to year. So the longer you were working for a company and uh, you could have, you know, 30, 40, 50 hours of sick time that you built up over, over time. And there were times that you could donate your sick time to other people who didn't necessarily have the sick time who might have gotten into a really sick situation. Um, but that's just, that's just not available today. And so we're trying to have this work-life balance for, for, for American workers, but we're simply not providing that. If they can't take care of their kids, um, we're, not, we're not meeting their needs. And I want to take one last um, comment from our Facebook Live audience because I think it makes an important point. It's from Kevin here, and he said, I had two premature births and was really thankful for FMLA protection, but I think that my career advancement opportunities really took a hit after them. You know, FMLA, family medical leave, 
Act, I think I got that right, hopefully, um, Mm -hmm. is a wonderful thing. But at the same time, it doesn't guarantee pay, as I understand it. So this is really an economic issue. Your job, in theory, is protected. However, it is not necessarily a paid leave. And so people can't always afford to do that. Exactly. Right. It does, and then I think the pay that does come out is often what sixty percent of uh, what your normal pay is. I think it depends on the employer, but yeah, it, you 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 do have uh, I think a graduated uh, payout uh, for those, depending on how long you're actually out of work. So that can really hurt. But one yeah. of the other interesting things is that a lot of those, uh, a lot of employers, uh, at least empl- the t- both of the recent employers that I had before I quit working required you to expend all of your vacation sick time before that FMLA would kick in. So if at the beginning of the year you have a sick child or you yourself are sick, you have to basically burn through all of your available time before you have access to that FMLA. So then, you know, halfway through the year, all of a sudden you get sick or your child gets sick. Well, then we're right back in the same situation of sending sick kids and sick parents to work. (laughs) Or... You know, you're having to leave a leave a job or be fired because you are missing days and you have no no way of uh, of uh, overcoming that. All right, let's hold there. We're going to be back in just a moment with our takeaways, but I do want to thank our sponsor of this show. It is Tiller uh, Money with Friends is brought to you by them. You can manage your money ten times faster in a spreadsheet with Tiller. It's the only service that connects your banks to Google Sheets and Excel with your daily spending, transactions, and balances. And unlike financial apps that force you to compromise, these spreadsheets are fully customizable to your needs because we're all special guys, right? We all have our own deeds and our own ways of working with money. Um, Tiller makes everything better because it's automated and you can see a daily feed of your spending, your balances, your transactions. So you don't have to do data entry and multiple account logins and all of that. You just do it one time and then everything is happening automatically. Go to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash Tiller for more info and a 20% off offer. And a reminder that is on the Stacking Benjamins website because Money with Friends is part of the Stacking Benjamins family of podcasts. And if you do use our link, which we hope you will, stackingbenjamins.com forward slash chiller, they do send us a thank you. All right, John and David, it is time for takeaways. Do you want to go first or do you want to have the final word? Uh, sure, I'll go first. I, I think to me, one of my big takeaway is that this reinforces the need for Americans, especially American workers, to make sure that they have financial security. Um, they need to make sure that they've got, at the very least, a three to six months worth of emergency savings. I know that sounds completely challenging to, to many people, but if your kid gets in a very sick situation and, and you need to take care of them, um, having that, that, that extra money in your your account will really help provide some security for you. And at the very least, you know, I think it's kind of uh, similar to what uh, Paulette per- perhaps had said a couple of years ago in an article for Wall Street Journal. Um, it provides you sort of a, 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 an FU fund, right? So if your company or your employer is not really taking care of you, um, then uh, you can say, I'm going to have to move on. This isn't working out for me. And at least you've got some bandwidth for yourself uh, to use uh, to, to find that new job. I don't think I could say anything else after that. <laughs> that. That was your virtual mic drop moment. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
I think that was really well said. I think I think that's important. There's a lot of systemic issues, but you also point out that there are things that on a personal level we can do. So thank you. That was, that was really well done. Um, I just want to add for my takeaway that for all the talk about wellness being valued in the workplace um, and the systematic problems in the U.S. with these, uh, not just child care, but people care. This is about people. It's not just people that have children. There are so many people that we all take care of in our life, loved ones, um, family, friends, whoever it is, um, these are still, this is still one of the things that we put on ourselves, but we can't always do it. It is expensive and it is expensive to send unhealthy people to school. It's it's expensive to go to work sick, but we do it. So we have to figure out a way to make this work. We often can't afford not to go. We can't afford not to send our children to school, but this is going to cost all of us in the end. I hope this discussion gets louder. You're here. All right, before I let you guys go, first of all, you will be back for tomorrow's show. So everyone come back for that show. But what's going on at your podcast? I think you guys have a course too, right? Uh, we do have a course. We just uh, published our credit card payoff course or did, our, did a relaunch of our credit card payoff course. So we're, we're in the throes of that right now, which is pretty exciting, watching people pay off uh, crazy amounts of credit card debt and reducing a lot of financial stress. One woman said last week that because of the course, she's also not only losing credit card debt, but she's losing weight. So. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Well, And on your podcast, you often interview people that have gone through your course so that they can inspire others with their results, which is one of my favorite um, things that you guys do, because I think seeing people that have been in your situation can be really motivating and inspiring. So everyone check that out. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another show. Please follow us on the socials at Money Friends Pod. You can find out our taping schedule on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. Just go to schedule. We also uh, have bios of the guys up as well as our seven other season two guest co-hosts and our alumni. So check that out as well. On behalf of John and David, the Debt Free Guys, and Bobby Rebel, And have a great day, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Our engineer is Caden Thompson. And for a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with a real episode of Money with Friends. <laughs>